Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome into another episode of Babes on Broad, episode 16. I'm Sam Wilson with my co-host, Jesse Town. We are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by BGN Radio and SB Nation. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything, at Babes on Broad. Me personally on Instagram and Twitter, at SamWills18. And then Jess on Twitter is at RunThisTownWithAnE13. And on Instagram is at Jessica underscore town with an E. And then if you want to rep the babes, you can... Purchase our gear on Design Tree. Hopefully, we need to get more stuff up. So hopefully, my we brother start doing actually that. just texted me this morning like a bunch of designs that he thinks Ooh, would be cool. So I'm like, cool. all right, dude, keep going. And yeah, if you guys didn't know, we're international now. Jess's brother reps us over in Rome. Yep. He's studying abroad. So just if you want to rep in the Babe Squad. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting compliments in Rome. He sent so us I'm, a nice. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. And his his uh roommate has one too, but he's also a Patriots fan. Uh, but he still, I still got him there one you go. that's green and white. Oh, I was going to say you could get him a Sixers one and it's kind of nah. red and blue. No, no. There we go. I, de- I did it on purpose. Yeah. Also because his dad's a Cowboys fan. So it's, awesome. just, it's just all right yeah. in. Just right, right at in. him. I like it. Right at him. So the babes are international. Get on board, people. Yeah. Going right into it. Right into it. Eagles. Overtime win. They did get the win at least. Thank God. Yes. 26 23. 23 to 17. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What was your prediction from last week? I don't remember. Mine was 24-20. We should write those down. I definitely think I did. I'll pull, I'll see if I can pull it up. And I feel like I was kind of close to that. I feel like we, like... Because I said some weird second number, didn't I? Like 19 or something? Yeah, you did. I'm going to look it up. But, yeah, 23-17 overtime victory. The Eagles scored 20 unanswered points. Yeah, late second half and overtime 20? combined. Yes, in 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 the second well, half and overtime half, combined. Yeah, because they it well, was seventeen half, three at halftime. Yeah, there's our math skill right there. I'm a terrible at math. That's why I'm dating a math teacher. <laughs> we did our show this morning. I'm still out of it. I took a three hour nap, but after that late game, Sam's tired. I am tired. That game did not make me want to jump out of bed, even though it was a win. It's the first win probably I could say that I didn't jump out of well, bed. Well, it's the like, first win yeah. in five weeks. Yeah, and I still wasn't excited about it. I was only excited. There, there were things that I was excited about. So I agree. There's one thing I'm happy about. So sitting in the rain, I was not excited about. Being damp when I left, I was not excited about. We did leave just a little bit early because 
obviously like having to work today and yeah. traffic and stuff. And I was, and it was raining and it was just, it was a, a long mess. night, but I got home in time to watch overtime, which was fun. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch it with Joe when I got home, which was nice too. But I knew, and I said last week, and I remember I asked you if you thought they were going to boo, if they were going to yeah. boo them when they came out. They did not boo them when they came out. Any remote misstep was relentlessly booed. Yeah, dude, you could hear it. There were not many people there you could see, but it sounded like there were a lot with those boos. Oh, it was a lot. It was every time there was even the slightest misstep, miscue, any penalty, overthrow, underthrow, wrong cut, missed block, drop ball, like... Like, you'd think it was, like, third quarter Boo Birds were out. They were out from the start. And I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I think it really – like, it was a hostile environment for the home team. I hate Which was. was – I mean, it was one of those things where you're – I mean, part of it was, like, everyone's in the rain for this garbage football team that is playing, and they're getting obliterated by Eli Manning in the first half – and the defense couldn't stop anybody. They're getting beat on long on long passes. And it was just, I mean, it was really unfortunate to watch. But it was also like, I wasn't sitting there. And no one believed me when I said this the first week of the season either. When I was sitting there watching the Redskins game, there was no part of me that thought, oh my God, they're going to lose this game. Like this, this they're going to lose furious. this game. I was opposite. I was annoyed with what they were doing, but there was no part of me, honest to God, even in, what is, what did we say this, week 15, 14? Last week, yeah, yesterday was week 14. There were, even in week 14 of this weird season, I can honestly say I never was like, I really think they're going to lose this game. I did, you know, there were a couple times where I was like, okay, if the Giants score here and go up whatever, 24 to 3, we're going to call it at halftime and we're not going to sit in this weather anymore and we'll watch the rest of it from home. But I never felt like they were out of it. Yeah, I was completely opposite. I don't know <laughs> if it was just because I was tired. I was up past my bedtime. You're grumpy. But I was grumpy from the start. Right away, I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, you are keeping me up, keeping me from my precious sleep for this trash football. Yes. I'm still pissed about it, honestly. So Here, we're going to be honest. The only bright part, I was telling you this earlier, the only bright part to me was Carson coming up clutch at the end. That was huge. And that's huge. That's great for even if we do nothing this season. Man, it was just not fun to watch. No. And that's my thing is like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're just the worst ever. Like, I understand they have injuries. Like, we're just in a bad place. Like, overall as a team, we've yeah. had rough predicaments come at us yeah definitely but man like I love the Eagles I love football I dread watching this team I feel that and I want it to be exciting again and I'm sad it's not well if it makes you feel any better they play the Redskins again and they play the Giants again so they at least yeah get to so play that's gonna be trash again. football too see even then though at even least, against like, Dallas it's gonna be trash football yeah but that at least means something so that'll be exciting because I expect it at least to go back and forth you know what I mean I hope it's not like – see, and that's the thing. Another tale of two halves was yesterday, and I feel like that is just the worst, like, kind of football because you just, like, get so frustrated, and you're just like, come on. Yeah. And I, then they, they drag you along, literally. Yeah. It's an ex-boyfriend that just, like, ghosts you, and then you, you're fine, back. and you're starting to get happy again, and he just comes out of nowhere, and you're that's like, That's what, what I'm saying. Like, I wish they would have just picked one. 
Like, either suck or don't suck. That's don't what I'm keep saying. going back and forth with me because you can't just keep pulling me in and leading me on. We had feelings too! Letting me down. But Gosh. Not, listen, listen. At the end of the day, they're still in it. I mean, they have the same record as Dallas. Dallas at this point has the tiebreaker because yeah. they w- beat us earlier this year. I mean, if they win against Dallas and they still have the same record, the Eagles win the division because of common NFC opponents. Because they lost to the Bears and they lost to the Packers. Ah. And the Eagles beat both of those teams. And the Cowboys and the Eagles both lost to the Vikings. So there's not a common NFC opponent outside of the division that the Cowboys beat. They haven't beaten a a team with a winning record. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. The Eagles can... Turn it around. They can turn, like, I mean, they're starting to turn it around. I just, I just think that they, the way that they have planned for some of these games has just been ridiculous. And I think part of yeah. that falls on micro. I think part of it falls on Doug. Well, dude, you literally dressed three receivers for yesterday's game, knowing Alshon but hasn't think been about healthy it. all season. But think about it. If they would have dressed another receiver or brought someone else up from the practice squad or done something different, and then made Sidney Jones inactive and they were looking for Craig James but they could have like it's one of those things that like everything everything happens for a reason do you think you and I in your wildest dreams did you think you and I would be sitting here today saying that Sidney Jones saved the game yesterday no but do you think that's a conversation we'd be having but here's my thing you're only okay with it because it worked out. Oh, absolutely. Looking at it overall, that is I not okay. I almost threw up that in my car setting, when I heard them say that is, Sydney Jones was coming in. That is setting you up for failure. But also... You dressed well, three receivers. One was just off the practice squad. One's a struggling rookie that's starting to come into his own but hasn't proven anything yet. And then the other one is a guy that's been injured and looks old as heck all season. Ready? And then the other one could have been Mac Hollins. And you think he was going to make the plays that Josh Perkins did in the fourth quarter? No, and I'm fine exactly. with Mac not being here. But, I know, but it's just it's just one of those things where you look at it and you're like, wow, they made all of the best decisions they could have with what they had to work with. Which again, it's, and I'm it's open. It's only with it. it's only because it worked. Yeah, I'm still not happy with it. Which you know, who knows? They but, skated by by the skin of their teeth with that little great beautiful little Carson Wentz that guy. They skated by by putting Carson Wentz in the plays and in the positions where he thrives the most. Carson looked good getting out of pocket last night. Right? Well, that's right? what they need him to do. I know. That's what they that's need what him to do. They need to use him. They need to move him. They need to roll him out right or left. He's so accurate when he's on the move. He's not a pocket passer. Stop trying to make him a pocket passer. Even some of the little stuff, just like the quick three-step drops, mm-hmm. your receivers have regressed so far, and even your tight ends, too. Everyone on the offensive staff needs a swift kick in the butt because they're running their routes like they're in quicksand. So even if you try to throw if you take your three-step drop and try to throw at the top of the break like they're not breaking I don't know where they are so it doesn't work anyway and it makes Carson look worse but then you have times now like JJ Ortega Whiteside that was tracking a ball that was beautiful making a phenomenal catch Mm -hmm. on a poorly placed ball but it gets erased because your wide receiver makes a play to make you look better yeah when was the last time that happened real quick real quick because yes. it is, it does look like a poorly placed call, but it was technically defensive pass interference if he had not called it. So technically, it could have been, could have been a great throw if there wasn't defensive pass interference. 
Are you talking about the one where he tracked it over his shoulder or the one in the yeah. end zone that was no, the knocked one, out, that Doug challenged? No, no, no. The one oh. that was tracked over his shoulder. They called defensive pass interference and it was declined because he caught the ball, obviously. Yeah. But that's, so again, that's been. impressive. You think about some of the other receivers that we've had in and out of here. Oh, yeah, and, it is, definitely. I mean, it's... I'm just saying, like, I don't even think people should be like, Carson, No, he had I to mean, make some, you know no, what I mean? No, and no one's going to say anything yeah. about it because he caught it. Yeah. If he didn't true. catch it, then we may be having a different conversation because people be freaking out about missing him. But there's something else I was going to say. Oh, that's the one good thing, though, kind of, if you're trying to find a bright spot about all the injuries and all the just scrappiness that they've had to just throw in there mm-hmm. for Carson, is it? I feel like it's kind of putting a reset on it because they're forced to make Carson do this stuff instead of protect him like he's that little baby with weapon. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's forcing him to get out of – or for them to let Carson get out of the show. I don't think Carson was staying in there purposely. I think something else, we've talked about it. A lot of different shows have talked about it. People on Twitter have talked about it. One of the most important things that I really do think the Eagles need to do is they need to do what the Seattle Seahawks did. And anybody that has anything negative to say or doesn't support the franchise being built around Carson Wentz has to go no matter what nostalgia contract. You figure it out and get them out of here. That's what has to happen. And I think you're seeing some of the guys step up the ones that have stepped up and you see the improvements from those are the kinds of guys that you can trust to go to battle for and with Carson Wentz yeah one thing I don't know if what really is Nelson's injury is it it's the knee from the when he in the end zone yeah like I mean I guess Doug didn't really clarify it to well enough for me so, like, was he – was it his de- decision to be like, no, nah, I'm just going to sit this one out? Because if it is, that rubs me completely 110% the wrong way. If you're going to be like, no, nah, I don't feel 100%, you know, I'm better off out. No, dude, goodbye. Because that truthfully, be I don't ridiculous. Know. I know, and I can't tell by the way Doug said it, but, like, I'm assuming if if they let it ride that long and then Saturday is when he's like, yeah, we thought he was going to be okay, but he's not. And then, I mean, then I feel like that's, that's Nelson saying that's he's not ready. That's interesting today, which when this episode comes out, it will be yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's Monday presser, Tuesday. Goodness gracious. What day of the week is it? It's, oh my gosh, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It is. I was like, no. on Monday. <laughs> okay. So this episode will be out Wednesday. Yes. Right now, as we're talking, it's Tuesday. The same day as the press conference. Yes. So in the presser, Doug said... Um, Lena's week to week with his high ankle sprain. Alshon is more significant. He's waiting on one more test to decide on the plan of course of action. He didn't specifically say it's possibly season ending. He said he's going to wait before he comments, but it's significant until the last test. Right now, not knowing what that last test is, my assumption would be MRI Mm -hmm. and hopefully, hopefully it's not an Achilles tear. I don't want that for Alshon. That would break my heart. Um, Miles Sanders and JJ Ortega-Whiteside are fine. Jalen is just going to have a brace on his elbow, but he's good. And they asked him about Nelson on Sunday, and he said, it's still up in the air. I'm going to have conversations with him to see where he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was his decision to not play, I am so unbelievably over you, dude. Like, peace. I will call your cab and pay for it. Listen, Someone, uh, and I don't have nine million dollars. Someone I follow on Twitter, uh, Victor Williams, he's another podcaster. Oh, he yeah, does he's a really good, good job. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted today, it took 89 injuries, but now we see who really wants to play and go to war with Wentz. 
And I responded to a tweet and just really said, you know, it's showing us who should stay and who should go. 100%. And I really think that's kind of what, who is stepping up in these big times right now is showing who is deserving to stay here mm-hmm. and who needs to be shown the door. And I, I think, think regardless, ahead. sorry, no, I think regardless right of Alshon's injury, he needs to be gone. I just don't think him and Carson have a great connection. And we're talk. you just said about what Seattle did. You need to build a team around him. Mm-hmm. So I think he needs to be gone no matter what. Nelson, obviously, I already just talked about it. Goodbye. JJ, I like JJ. I'll keep him. I do too. I think... I, I, I think re- he has potential. That catch yesterday, I was like, okay, when he's comfortable with Carson back to being Carson and being comfortable with his receivers, that could be something. That showed yeah. a glimpse. So let's 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 start with Carson. So obviously it was an overtime victory, and everyone's talking about how Carson Wentz doesn't have a clutch gene. He led them on back-to-back touchdown drives to tie the game and then go to right down to score and win in overtime. I thought it was really good play calling in the fourth quarter in overtime a good combo of running the ball and passing. I love going up tempo and letting Carson run the show with the line. It really forces him into that commanding leadership role, which I really do think he thrives in. And I think he's, this might sound strange, but I think he's less in a leadership role when he gets this very specific play articulated to him in his ear and he walks up and shares it with everybody and then goes up to the line and runs it. I think he like, takes on a totally new like he totally snaps into this MVP type player when he is just running the show completely he's taking care of everything doing everything and he's not thinking he's not overthinking he's just playing and I think that's when he's at his best when he's playing he's improvising he's moving you see what happens yeah I agree real quick just add on to that Dave Zingaro tweeted out so on the game-tying drive in the fourth and the game-winning drive in the overtime, Wentz was combined 11 for 13 for 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's great. In the fourth quarter, he was 17 for 24 for 195 yards and two touchdowns and a passer rating of 122.7. The second half, 22 for 31, 71% completion, 228 yards and two touchdowns. Now, they threw the ball 50 times. They yeah. only ran 32 times. Which doesn't make sense because no, it I was still, very rainy. <laughs> I still need them to run the ball. More. Yeah. And um, Boston Scott, what about him? He did. He's played really well. That's he another did. thing. Like, Jordan Howard's out. Miles Sanders was hurt at some point mm-hmm. in there. Jay Ajayi wasn't doing much for you. And Boston Scott. He kept Scott, the momentum going. He, I have, where is it? 10 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. Also caught six passes on those little wheel routes for 69 yeah. yards. That's. Those were That's Darren Sproles play like yeah, those came yeah. out of the Darren Sproles chapter of the playbook and obviously Darren Sproles has a phenomenal career case for Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he's the next Darren Sproles just yet, but it's the reason the Saints drafted him yeah. because he was a Darren Sproles which type of player. I mean, he's been learning under him all season. Could have been the reason for even bringing Darren. Yeah. And you know, he looked great. JJ you know, everyone wanted to freak out, label him a bust halfway through the first season, and then everyone to jump. Everyone wanted to jump on Doug for not continuously putting him out there. And I just, I said this before. I think Doug was really trying to not have a mental problem I was on his say, hands. You have Nelson, that. and then you're like, oh shoot, this is a real thing. We need to watch everybody so they don't end up like and that. And I think they did a good job of handling I it agree. because he's playing very well. And, you know, the defensive adjustments were there. The Giants were scoreless in the second half, getting good pressure on Eli. Vinny Curry, two sacks on Eli. Mm -hmm. Love it. But they've got another game this week. 
They have less time to prepare because usually they get a day off. Redskins. Those darn Redskins. They're not very good either. No. Their defense is too bad. However, they are not up for playoffs anymore. They are officially eliminated. Officially eliminated. It took yes. them getting to three and ten to be eliminated. <laughs> or three and eleven. Three and eleven. Excuse me. Yeah. They were three and ten. Um, Darius Geis is not playing. He is an MCL sprain. Nothing's torn, which is good for him. And they're going to keep him out for the rest of the year just as a precaution because mm-hmm. there's no point. Um, Dwayne Haskins get his gets his first start against the Eagles, so we'll see what's going on there. Their offensive line is still terrible. Um, they're last in the league in, I think, points per game, yards per game, and pass yards per game. Their run game's not too bad. However, their number one running back is not playing. Yeah. But their defense isn't too bad. They still have got Ryan Kerrigan. Without Lane Johnson out there, that's going to be Vitae's problem, mm-hmm. which Doug did say Vitae was going to be the one to play, and he made a point to say we like the way that he works out there with Brandon as well, which was the first thing. When Lane went down, then I was like, Oh no. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, you everyone's talked panic. about it. Yeah. Brandon Brooks is an unbelievable warrior for going through what he goes through. And none of us will ever understand. And it's, it, you know, the fact that he's as open about it and shares what he goes through, I think is also a really unbelievable thing to do. And it's mm-hmm. a really strong thing to do. And I think that part of the reason that obviously we know that him and Lane Johnson are very close, but I think part of the reason that Lane battles as hard as he does is because he wants to make sure he's there for Brandon as yeah. much as Brandon battles and wants to make it's sure he's there for Lane. And I think it, it shows you how much it really is bigger than football sometimes. Yeah. But I think keeping Vitae in there is probably the best idea. Not putting Dillard over there. I don't want to see that ever again. That yeah. hurt oh, me inside. Yeah. And I thought Vitae did a pretty good job mm-hmm. when he came in. I mean, there's no one to write home about on the Giants defensive line, but... Ryan Kerrigan is someone that yeah. has wreaked some havoc against the Eagles over the years. With that being said, what's your prediction? I know we kind of did this off our, the top of our head because we realized it's so early in the week and we're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, um, but I have to give one later tonight anyway, so I need to figure out one. So I, I think that they can build on this against a team that really doesn't have anything to play for other than getting their rookie quarterback some experience. I'm hoping the weather's better on Sunday. <laughs> is yeah. it supposed to be? I hope. I have no clue. Who cares? I'll be in Disney, sitting at the ESPN club, watching this game. Fun um, for you. I'm very excited. Good for Although, you. Although, it's supposed to rain the majority of the time we're down there. but Well, that's where you get... Je- no, you know what? It's warmer than it is here. It's supposed to snow tonight. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah, it's supposed to snow. like over. It's supposed to stop by like 8am, but... Yeah, oh but yeah, I'm you, go to work work. At, you go to work at like 5. <laughs> I'm, I start work at 5. Yikes. Yeah. It sounds brutal. Um, um, Sunday, as of right now, is 46 and partly cloudy. Not terrible. All right. So, some good football weather. Yeah. So, I'm going to go 27-16 Eagles. You stole mine, kind of. Sorry. Um, I think, as well, that the offense starts meshing things together. Because, I mean, if they don't, it's kind of getting late for that. So, they have to start putting it together. I think they're going to ride some momentum. And then, hopefully, their defense doesn't make this offense look like anything special, so I'm hoping they won't. I don't Please. see them doing it. Yeah, but I'm just going to say 27-10, Eagles. Sounds – I wrote it down this time. Good, so I didn't good. Forget. Yeah, I think they just have to kind of continue on what they they were doing. Throw a little bit of tempo in there. Roll Carson out of the pocket. Please move the pocket Let to Carson either be side. Carson. Let Carson be Carson. Yeah. 
Dallas plays the Rams this week, who look oh. really good against the yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, dude, I was surprised. So, like, I mean, the Rams, they go up and down. You never, like, hear, like, big talk. But they're, like, in the top ten right now. I mean, yeah, the, the NFC West is ridiculous. Because you've got the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Yeah. Both wildcard teams might come out of that division. Probably will. Probably. And All one three of them, of them are in the one, top ten. One of them will roll in here to play the 9-7 and seven NFC East division champions Bring at 12-4. Bring on the Rams then. Because you know what happened two years ago today? Yesterday for you listeners, Carson went down in L.A. He has not made it this far in a season in three years. That's nuts. Because it was the ninth they played Dallas. And that was his last game last year. Wow. Yeah. he has, This is his furthest he's made it. So, for all you injury bug haters, knock on wood. Knock yeah, on knock all on the, the dead wood, wood, Jess, because wood. you said that and I started all itching. Started twitching over here like, oh, Jess. Oh, Sam's twitch is back. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's going on in Philly, which is really just the other sports teams because yeah. there's big things going on with all of them. Woo-woo. So, we'll talk about that when we get back. We're the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. We are back, and now we are taking you around all things Philadelphia. And we're starting with the Sixers. Boom, shakalaka. Okay, I'll say there's no singing today, but I wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that at all. I don't know. That just came to me. You know, it was just a calling. I felt it, and I said it. Just I saying. support it. It's fine. Yeah. So the Sixers, they have a tough one at home tonight. Denver Nuggets come in home. So when you lis- listen tomorrow, it already happened. So hopefully they're still undefeated at home. Hopefully we're talking about undefeated at home, which also means a Sixers dub. Yeah. And hopefully we're talking about Joel Embiid getting back on track against yeah. a uh he's had he's had pretty decent success against against Jokic. Yeah. Minus the f- wrong foul call in Denver earlier this year. That upset me greatly. But he didn't play against the Cavs. However, I will say no matter what he's doing, he commands a body on the floor. And last year, one of the biggest problems was without Joel Embiid, this team really started to flounder. In Mm -hmm. games that he didn't play or when he was off the floor, now because Ben Simmons has stepped up his aggression a little bit and because of Al Horford, they're not having those problems anymore. So without Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons had himself a nice nice little day on Saturday, didn't he? He did. 34 points. 
multiple shots outside the paint, another beautiful three in rhythm. The whole team played well Saturday. Beautiful. What they have, 141, something like that. They won by, what, 46 points, which is the largest margin since, like, the 80s. Yeah, so I think it was, like, 141 and 95 or something like that. Outrageous. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It's what you call a nice win. And that's also, Brett, uh, without Joel Embiid and without Josh Richardson, Brett Brown continued to start Furkan Korkmaz, which people are mad about, but I agree with because he's such a liability on the defensive side. So he's out there essentially with their best defensive unit, which I I see the logic there. And then he started Mike Scott as well, who was struggling immensely, and it actually helped him get back into it a little bit. He had 21 points on Saturday, 9 for 12 from the floor, and 3 for 5 from 3 against the Cavaliers. Now, again, not a, really a team, you know, not a defensive juggernaut by any means, but helps you get back in rhythm a little bit. It does. Which carried over to the second half of a back-to-back against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, and they took one against the Raptors. One know who had a lot of three-pointers in that game. Tease! Five three-pointers. His high scoring of the season, well, I guess ever, because he's a rookie, um, 20 points, three assists, three seals. I love him. Me too. He's so wonderful. He Everything just, like, I want to be that grandma that goes up and be like, I'll just love you, boy, and pinch his cheeks. I would no. just like to remind everyone <laughs> that everyone wanted to be like, oh, yeah, he can play defense, but he can't shoot. Like, they, like he didn't shoot 40% from three his yeah. junior year of college. But no one would know that because they actually don't know what they're talking about and they had no idea who this kid was because he played at Washington and after Markel Fultz, everyone just pretended that the Washington Huskies yeah, didn't exist. True. However, let's leave the drafting to the professionals. And by professionals, I mean Elton Brand should be the only person drafting for every sports team in the city. <laughs> That's just me, though. Also someone who's stepped up big lately, Tobias Harris. He has. I was going to say that. Go Toby. December so far. Now, I know it's only right now. It's December 10th. Tomorrow will be December 11th. 37.5% from three, 92.9% from the free throw line, and he's averaging 25 points per game in the month of December oh. so far. Not not too bad. And something that I've talked about a lot is um, there's a leadership aspect that comes yeah. with a max contract as well. Yeah. And, uh, and that's something the Sixers definitely need. And something Matisse Thibel had some some things to say about the that other day. That was cute. That was so great. Yeah. How So if you missed it, he basically said how Tobias is his role model, not only on the court, but off the court. He goes to him about financial help and all that stuff, what he should do. And I thought that was really nice. Sits with him on flights and, yeah. and you know. Picks his brain, kind of. Yeah. And it's good for a rookie to have someone like that. Yeah, comfortability. Also, I definitely think it was Tobias that made him give water out to all of the media Probably. members. It now now yeah, I think now that's, it makes sense. It has to be. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll we'll see where they continue to go. I mean, they're playing really well. They're starting to play well together. Things are starting to mesh well. You start to see not only that, but Brett Brown starting to see the strengths of each of his players and running specific plays to get. All of his different players going. You see certain things run for Al. They're different than what's run for Joel mm-hmm. or Ben. Or you, you see the different things. But that also, you know, everyone seven games in wanted to trade Tobias, fire Brett Brown. I don't trade Ben. So everyone ha- wanted to clean house after yeah. they worked so hard to put this team together. 
And, you know, it takes time from a on-court chemistry with the coach, with the coach running the right, like, it, it all takes time. Yeah, I'd say right now they're exactly where they're supposed to be in order, or in terms of, like, meshing together, learning mm-hmm. each other, besides Joel Embiid. Because Joel, as we talked about it last week, he's he's got good numbers. Like, he's still putting up good numbers, but not Joel Embiid numbers with the Joel Embiid energy that we were all hoping and expecting. You know what I mean? The energy's not there. No, he... And I don't We get have it. our theories, but we're not going to put them out there because it sounds fake. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's like, just lackluster. He doesn't he have anything to play He seems just for. like, like he's, he's got his head in the clouds. Like, yeah. he's, he's got a fog around his head. and Which is so weird because where's that JoJo that used to be so hyped up? He was talk trash, and he was the number one Joel fan in defensive player of the year screw that i'm gonna be mvp you know what i mean yeah i need i need that joel in my life yeah and i hope everything's okay like i hope everything's okay i know because he is he is a very like he's a loud personality but he's always been a very private person like he doesn't put his personal life out there a lot but you shouldn't it's smart of him yeah no i mean it's totally fine like i i have no problem with that but that's the thing like i don't think it would be a well-known like it wouldn't be a well-known ordeal if there was something going on in his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope everything's okay, and I hope he's able to figure it out because I, I this team is so much more fun and enjoyable when Joel is Joel. It, yeah. it, it's what kind of endears us as fans to the team, I think, and I think part of that is just Joel Embiid's personality. Yeah. I hope it is just something small and stupid Yeah. that's – bothering him because then at least he'll snap out of it eventually and come back you know I hope it's not that he just doesn't love it anymore or something you know yeah I hope he talks some trash tonight against Jokic and figures it out yeah another team in Philly that's doing some things the Phillies talk yeah so last week I guess you could say kind of not doing things not doing things you hear (laughs) we're hearing things it's one of those because this hot stove oh the season the off season's so long the regular season's long the off season feels longer based on everything being dragged out now um so before we came on the air last week they had signed Zach Wheeler yeah now the the most recent signing was Steven Strasburg got seven years 245 million dollars which tells me garrett cole can get over, to the nationals over 300 oh yeah he's gonna get a lot of money he i basically have it a lock in my head that he's going to yankees i don't see why he wouldn't they have the yeah, money they have the they money have, yeah like i just don't see why they wouldn't they have the offer out there already yeah the Strasburg though seven years props to him i mean he wasn't gonna get that him. he wasn't gonna get that anywhere else besides the nationals nobody's no. gonna sign him to seven years no it makes Bryce Harper's contract look so much better. I know. Because, like, people are still mad about Bryce Harper's contract for whatever reason because people like to be angry about stupid things. <laughs> the other, uh, I think, interesting thing that you and I were talking about a little bit during our break is the situation at the Phillies' third base. One of So, okay, they let Franco go, mm-hmm. so they don't have a third baseman currently. A major They're, league third baseman. Yes, they are in trade talks for Chris Bryant from the Cubs, who is very good friends with Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. but nothing's Vegas imminent. Vegas boys. Yes. Nothing's imminent. But the Phillies are hesitant to do a long-term deal for a third baseman because of Alec Bohm, which 
may essentially take them out of the race for Anthony Rendon. What are your thoughts there on... Well, no, the thing with Chris Bryant might have worked because that'll be a short term. Oh, a short term. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. So, but who knows what they'll... If they'll still do it. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing with Anthony Rendon. So, what... I've seen some things on Twitter. People are not happy about... They don't trust about it. Yeah, about trusting yeah. that. It, trusting development and trusting potential and the prospect instead of going for something that you know is a mm-hmm. sure thing. So, Sam, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so my a lot of things I'm seeing is Rendon's approving, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the voice boom, is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> the voice is out. And this boom, is serious. you don't know what he's going to be. It's just projection, blah, blah, blah. But... I I mean, I see what they're saying, and most of the time they're right. Like, you always, obviously, you want to prove a factor instead right. of projection. Most of the time, not mm-hmm. always. My feelings on Bohm, I agree. Because I was telling you earlier, I've seen Bohm play. He's yep. a big, big kid. He's got the power already. He can hit. He's moving up in the system fast because he's that good. I think that, I mean, it wouldn't hurt for them not to sign somebody long-term. Get him some playing time up at this level right now. They're not in win-now mode. If they really, truly were in win-now mode, they would have signed a better pitcher already. You know what I mean? They would have been even higher in the talks for Garrett Cole or somebody big, you know? So, to me, they're in a on the verge of like, yeah, we want to win if we can win with these people. They're not in, we're going to do whatever. They're not truly in super money and whatever it takes to win right now. So, I think... It makes sense to do that. Why waste your money on a third baseman when you could have Bohm? Unless I did hear a theory about if Reese Hoskins using Nat for a trade and moving Bohm over. That to was going to be my next question. Do you think so, they trade Reese, move Bohm, and get a third baseman like Bryant or Rendon? It could work. It very Reese very, has no trade value right now. I know it could work. We could um, get him for a bag of peanuts, maybe. Yeah. I know he had a down year. If it was a year earlier, we could have gotten something. But I don't. I think I do truly think Reese will have a comeback year. I mean, I he just too. had an off season, so I do think exactly the trade value. I think it would be smarter to keep him. Like I said, I don't think they're in win now. So like, get build him up, let him get his stats back on, and then eventually maybe who knows? You let Bohm also... if he gets some playing time, and you keep Reese because he's back on track, or you trade him, move Bohm over. I there's so many possibilities. That's what's cool about. Baseball, because yeah. there's so many moving parts. chess pieces. I also think that right now you're try you you're gonna be in to try to see if you can get Garrett Cole. You'd be stupid to not be in part Dude, of it. But well, here's my- part. Ready? Here's part of it. Reese is a Boris guy. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to piss off Scott Boris by trying to trade Reese Hoskins right that's now. A I very feel good like point. that's stupid. That's a very good point. Because you also, regardless of the fact that Bryce Harper has a no opt-out and a no trade clause for the next 12 years, you don't want him to be unhappy. Yeah. You're not going to risk upsetting Bryce Harper, and I think trading Reese Hoskins might be up there on ways to do that. That's a Not extending JT and trading Reese Hoskins, I think, are probably top two for how to upset your superstar. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you right now, I will be upset. If we don't get another top pitcher. I agree wholeheartedly. You mm-hmm. can't. Every single team that made it far. We talked about it. The list of pitchers in the World Series was unbelievable. Literally. Like, it's no, it's no, 
secret that you need a Verlander, at least top Cole, starting three. Greinke, Strasburg, these teams are just Scherzer, out of the Corbin. water better. It's amazing to me that any of us believe the Phillies could go anywhere that's with their what, pitching when you look at the top six pitchers in the World Series. That's what I'm saying. Unbelievable. Like, to me, that's why it's so worth, yeah, like Rendon, he's great, obviously. That's why I'm willing to keep Bohm at third. I want to save that money and I want to spend it where it should be spent. I just want them to be good again. I want them to make playoffs again. And I just, yeah. I just, I want playoff baseball. I don't care if it's one game. I want playoff baseball. I need, I need better. I just, I need better. Wanna know who's doing better? Who? Than years prior. The Flyers! The Flyers! Yes. They um head to Colorado for you guys tonight. And then, right, Colorado? Yeah. Average. Yeah, they play, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a good game. We hope. Unfortunately, Hopefully. with them. The, so the, here's the biggest issue right now. Konechny's out indefinitely with a concussion. Right now, the Flyers are in third place in their division with 39 points. They're 10 points behind the Caps. And they're fourth in the conference. The Bruins have 46 points. So it's the Caps, the Bruins, the Islanders, and then the Flyers. So they're taking on the Avalanche Wednesday. A.K.A. today. Yes, A.K.A. today. Who are second in the Western Conference with 41 points. And Nathan McKinnon is third in the NHL in points with 47. And he's leading the Avalanche in points, goals, and assists. And the Flyers will be without their points, goals, and assists leader in Connect Me. Yikes. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> I still take the Flyers because I I believe. In I them. believe. They got a lot of young guys. I mean, and they just, there's been so many times I feel like this year that you're just like, wow. Like the young guys are showing up. Like yeah. the whole team's pulling together. They're doing stuff. They're just coached so well. Hopefully Carter Hart's in net because I love he's got the best Hart. shot at stopping him. And I, anything's possible when you just believe. Cinderella story, huh? Yeah! yeah. It was oh, Cinderella oh, yeah, story. I'm right here. Don't you worry. Yeah! I'm right here. We got this. You got the reference. You know what I don't believe? That what? he still didn't know it was her with just that mask over her eyes. I know. I think that is so stupid. It makes me Body, mad every hair, time. Face shape. You Voice? You literally just couldn't see around her eyes. Yeah, no, it makes me mad every time. And, and Great movie, though. It makes my dad mad, too. Like, I'll turn <laughs> it on, he'd be like, I still don't understand that how he can't That is Lizzie McGuire! Yeah. You know it! That's what you say. It's a phenomenal movie, and I still, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And to this day, anytime we have smoked salmon, someone in my family Thinks talks about, about the salmon from Norwegia. That's so funny. Which is still the funniest, one of the best lines written in a movie she bothers me how she talks to the semi i don't know the actress's name but she's got all that jennifer Botox, coolidge so she's like this yeah, it's stifler's mom yeah it is stifler's <laughs> mom <laughs> okay movie references. oh and to be clear that the line she's she's dumb and she says it costs a fortune to fly the salmon in from norwegia that's the line in the movie i'm not sitting here thinking norway is norwegia please do not come <laughs> after me for quoting a movie please and thank you but we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our recipe for the week and answer some questions. We are the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. We are back for the final segment of episode 16. Woo-hoo. So, Sam, tell us about the recipe you've got for this week. Yeah, so I just was thinking, you know, I love chicken casserole, and Yum. it's a good time to make it. I mean, I'm just a big casserole person anyway, so... Casseroles are delicious. Yeah, and chicken casserole that my stepmom used to make is one of my favorites of all time. So 
that's what we're gonna do this week. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll put up a picture obviously on Instagram. Everything. Share the recipe. Yeah. It's really easy. I mean, casseroles are the best because you literally just throw everything together, cook it, and throw it in the oven with cheese. You know. Yeah. That's that sounds like yeah. the best way so, to eat anything. Honestly. And this is so easy. It's literally chicken. And, I mean, I cook my own chicken and then shred it, but a rotisserie chicken would be so much easier, mm. you know? But, yep. yeah. But whatever. So, you, it's just chicken, cream of chicken soup. Um, It's technically two cans of 10 ounces, but I switch it up. The secret, I do a 10-ounce can of cream of chicken and a 10-ounce can of cream of mushroom. Ooh, yum. Yeah. And then I also add some extra stuff. So, like, I add, it's supposed to just be chicken and noodles and all that sauce and cheese and stuff. But I add mushrooms, and I add peas, and I add onions. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's really good. And then a lot of cheese. Yeah, all the cheese. You need all the cheese. That sounds delicious. So that'll be a... I can't wait. Can't wait to see it. All right, so we have a couple questions. Going forward, do you think the Eagles should call up a practice squad receiver or sign a free agent? Because they are going to be without Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, That's tough, because I don't know who's on their practice squad. Mark and Michelle. Sony Michelle's and who's brother. Out in free agency. Jordan Matthews. Antonio well, that, Brown. That didn't work. So, and I hate the thought of having AB here. So let's just go with Michelle. Okay. Why not? Why so not? They basically said. So now, granted, when this is being listened to, we're already going to have an answer to this. What they do. Yeah. Doug said today because they have to get back to practice tomorrow. We have a few guys on the practice squad. We can also look outside the building. We're back on the field tomorrow, so we'll have an answer to that question today. So, hopefully if I'm it right. were if it were me, I would Jordan Matthews or Mark and Michelle. Like yeah. don't, don't go no, don't no go AB. further. Don't go further. AB just put out a rap video today. Do you see that? No, but I need to. Yeah, I didn't listen to it yet, but I heard about it. No, I'm going to need to go look at that. All right, do you keep Nelly out now because of health reasons or just put him back or put him back in if he's ready? That's the thing that sucks. Morally, I'm like, goodbye, dude. I'm over you. You're not a team player. But at this point, we don't really have many options. So I think we kind of need him. If he can play, he needs to play. Here's exactly. the thing. If he can play, he's another body out there. He can make, he can, he, it's not a personal he's shown vendetta. us before that he can do things out there. Hopefully he can do them again against a bad football team. And furthermore, he's in a contract year. Go out there and try to earn yourself a contract, man. Like, if you're not doing it for the team, do it for yourself. Right. Was there a significant change in play calling or philosophy from this coaching staff late in the game? What do you think? Um. I just think they let Carson be Carson. They yeah, stopped thinking too much. I they went tempo, anything. and that was that. I didn't really notice anything in play calling, really, specifically, that, like, was drastically changed. Um. Defense did. Obviously, they were better in the second half, and I think it was because they were playing closer. Yeah. I also think, so, and, and continuing on, the the Eagles' offense went with tempo, which helped them get those drives going, and then they stayed on the field longer and gave the defense actual rest. Yeah. Which cannot, cannot be discredited. Mm-hmm. Um, and last question. With a small sample size, should Boston Scott be a part of the team's game plan moving into next year? Why not? Make him a third string. He proved himself yesterday, so, I mean, if he continues, I would say that. If he continues, then why not have him as a third string? I mean, he'd be cheap. Yeah. He'd be proven at that point, at least a little bit. Yeah. Do if some... it's a one great game and done, eh, it doesn't matter to me if he stays. Yeah. I mean, if he doesn't, I mean, he, he's been reliable to this mm-hmm. point. 
he had a great game on Sunday. He gave he was a firecracker in the backfield, and he gave them the spark that they needed. I don't know if they should he should be a feature back going forward, no, but no, I think no. that he's absolutely earned himself that that conversation to be in consideration to be a, a part of this team going yeah, forward. Yeah, I agree. As a third, not a feature. No, no, no. no. If it was, feature. I mean, you know, if they keep Jordan Howard, depending on what's going on with his shoulder, then Miles Sanders, and you have, I don't know, do they keep Jai? That'd be stupid. I'd rather uh, have Boston and then Scott put than Boston Ajayi. Scott as the fourth one. Who knows? We'll see. Would you rather have Scott or Ajayi? Who would you have above? I would have Scott. At this point, yeah, I would have Boston Scott. Yeah. But, I mean. Ajayi's just getting What do I know? <laughs> Nobody what? knows what they're thinking. That's all that matters. All I know is they need to figure it out before next year or we're going to have some big issues. Yeah. We're coming out swinging then. Seriously. But either way, they won. Yeah. They're still in it. <laughs> They're right. It's, I mean, it's as there for the taking. As miserable as I am about this win, I must say I would be much more miserable if we were out. Yes. So it's just the privilege and the expectations in me that are disappointed. The expectations were leaps and bounds ahead of mm-hmm. what they've accomplished this year. But I would much rather be watching meaningful football exactly. than... Be a Redskins fan or a Giants yeah. fan. Just stop making me dread watching my own team, man. That's all I'm saying. Just stop making me sad. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And they it won. on a positive note. They won. Go Sixers! Go Sixers. Go Flyers. Phillies. Phillies get me a pitcher or two, please. That's the sizzle of the stove. Maybe find me a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I wouldn't replace you for the world. Thank you for listening to another episode of Babes on Broad, episode number 16. We'll be back to you next week for episode number 17, hopefully after another Eagles win, some more Sixers wins, and some Flyers wins. Maybe you'll be tan. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope I can get a little bit of color while I'm in Florida over the next couple days. That would be ideal. But thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Don't forget, you can find our podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review, written ra- five-star rating, excuse me, written review. Make sure you follow us personally and our show pages on Twitter, Instagram. You can also like Babes on Broad on Facebook. Look out for Sam's Recipe for Chicken Casserole coming this week. Am I missing anything? Check out our shop on designtree.com. We're going to get some new stuff up there soon. And until next week, we're the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. Phillies Hot Stove. Babes on Broad. BGN.